Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, Sunday Bet Prep, the NFL betting preview show for week 15. Scott Spritzer, Matt Humans here at the uh, VSIN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook. And uh, we've had a long guest list tonight, saving uh, the best for last. Dave Koken, Smoking Koken of Wager Talk, joins us now. And we're going to, Scott Spritzer. Shift gears a little bit and talk college football and bowls because Dave's one of the sharpest college football handicappers around. He's not too enthusiastic about capping the NFL. No, not at all. And I've known Dave for 30-plus yeah. years. And I, Dave, I do believe there was a time when you actually liked the NFL, uh, but it's been a few years, and uh, it's been mostly college as far as your interest uh, for several years now that I've known you. And we talk at least five or six times a day uh, by text, and I, I haven't heard the plays this week yet for the NFL, but uh, we'll try our best to stick to college. What do you say? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to jump out of the blocks here with a Monday bowl game. You and I are very similar in our college football handicapping. I mean, we love old school college football when you're talking about big rushing yardage advantages throughout the course of a season when you get to the bowls. Kind of disappointing these days that we don't get to handicap games and teams as much as we used to. It's all about transfer portals and opt-outs. A little bit too much for my taste. But Marshall and UConn, I know you're on this particular game, and this is one of those situations where, man, Marshall's rushing numbers are through the roof outstanding when you're talking about their offensive and defensive rushing ratio. Yeah, look, it's old school football, but it still wins. Yep. If you can control the ground game, you're going to win. It's that simple. There's a reason why these service academies have done as well as they have over the years because talent-wise, they can't match up with anybody. But their philosophy is good. Control the line of scrimmage, shorten the game instead of running all this no-huddle nonsense, and and just win it in the trenches. I don't have any problem. If you've got a dynamite quarterback and really good skill position guys, sure, run the spread offense, run as many plays as possible. But there's just so many copycats out there, and they do it for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Marshall isn't one of those teams. Marshall runs the football defends the run, and it's got them a, a decent enough season, one in which they beat Notre Dame. They match they match up well with Connecticut, and if they stick to what should be their game plan, I don't think they'll have much of a problem in this game. Yeah, I, I tell you, I'm looking at the, at the handicap of this game, and obviously the rushing numbers fit what you and I both like to do. My one concern is I actually think Jim Mora Jr., uh, is is a pretty good football coach yeah. at this level of play, especially. Uh, that's a little scary. I, I, want, I know there's another game we have in common coming up a little bit later in the week, which is Air Force and Baylor. You were just talking about you know, looking to back service academies, not blindly, but looking for that side if you happen yep. to like the spot in bowl game. That's Thursday's Armed Forces Bowl. That number's dropped a little bit. It's all the way down to five. Uh, your thoughts on Air Force and Baylor? Well, I got six and a half. So I'm going to have closing line value, which means I probably have no chance to win the game. Uh, You know how that goes. Uh, Look, it's a good matchup for Air Force. Baylor isn't particularly good against the run. The last five games in the regular season, 
the best they did against the run was 4.1 yards per carry allowed. So they've struggled in that regard. They lost three in a row to end the season. I think Air Force is going to be more interested here, and I, I really do think the Falcons will win this game. All right, let's go to uh, Christmas Eve. This is always one of my favorite bowl games. The Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee and San Diego State. And once again, the Aztecs uh, struggling at the quarterback position. It looks like they might have found a little something uh, this year. But again, they were completely shut down by Air Force, Dave, at the end of the uh, regular season in that 13-3 to loss. Both these teams are really volatile. How about San Diego State as a seven-point favorite against Middle Tennessee in Honolulu on uh, Christmas Eve? Well, I mean, the Aztecs ought to win the game. They've got better talent than Middle Tennessee State. But because of their just awful offense, and that's even with the coordinator change to Jeff Horton, mm-hmm. former UNLV head coach from way back when, um, it's really tough to trust them laying a touchdown. And I don't think I can do it. On the flip side, Middle Tennessee isn't any good. And Conference USA, by the way, is, is just dreadful. So, I mean, if I, push comes to shove, I think I take San Diego State. But I, I think there's going to be better games out there to bet. Let's go back a couple of days before Christmas Day. Coming up on Wednesday, I haven't talked to you about this game yet. It happens to be a play for me, so I'm really interested in your opinion. That would be the New Orleans Bowl on Wednesday, South Alabama. Laying four and a half over Western Kentucky. And I'm looking at this game, and I keep thinking I've got South Alabama uh, winning this game by 10, even though Austin Reed took his name off the transfer portal and is going to end up playing for Western Kentucky here. Well, they need him because you're not going to run on South Alabama. And this goes back to what we were just talking about. South Alabama is allowing 88 yards per game on the ground. That is outstanding. You might be able to do some stuff against them in the air, but this is a good defensive football team. They've had a heck of a year. Uh, sometimes these coaches at the lesser schools get overlooked, but I think this guy's done one of the best jobs in the country with the Jaguars. Remember, they almost beat UCLA on the road. I think South Alabama is the stronger team here, and I expect them to win this football game. So do the odds makers, but I I don't think I'm that scared of the number. I obviously Western Kentucky can throw the ball, and you might have to worry about a, a back door. But I think the Jaguars have a chance to pull away and win this one by a margin. Dave, uh, I know you don't always uh, have your plays on the highest profile games, but do the playoff games get your attention? Uh, are you thinking about playing either one of the uh, college football playoff games at this point? Yeah, I think Georgia's going to smash TCU. I, I I just don't think it's a close game. TCU's had a really fine year, but Georgia, this is the big leagues, and they've got the playoff experience. I, I just don't see TCU giving them much of a game. The other game's interesting. Uh, and, and and I got it mixed up, by the way, yeah. because obviously Georgia's playing Ohio Georgia, State. Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. And it's still, it still holds true in the Georgia-Ohio State game. Michigan TCU is the one I think could be the wipeout. Uh, I, I don't think TCU belongs here. So they're not one of the four best teams in the country. They've had a great year, no question about that. But they're they kind of remind me of Cincinnati last year. You can't take away what they did, but they're just not one of the four best teams in the country. Going back to Ohio State in Georgia, uh, Ohio State's rushing defense is a little bit shaky. That's that's trouble against Georgia. So I think the two favorites are going to win, and then we'll figure out what happens with Michigan and Georgia uh, in the championship game. I tend to agree with you there. How about Alabama 
as uh, now about a five-point yeah. favorite against Kansas State. It's really surprising to me, Dave, with all the opt-outs you see now in the bowl season that Will Anderson and Bryce Young are going to yeah. opt in and play for Bama in the Sugar Bowl. Alabama has zero opt-outs, which is stunning. I thought they were going to be one of the schools that would get hit hardest. Right Now, they have a lot of guys in the transfer portal, but those guys aren't particularly important anyway. There's, there's a reason they're leaving. They weren't playing. So it kind of looks like Alabama might be more, more interested in this than we thought they would be. My original take was I, I thought, boy, this might be a great spot for Kansas State. I don't think I feel that way anymore. And I kind of agree with the number going back in the other direction now in favoring Alabama. Yeah, Bama sneaking up to about uh, five and a half, six point favorite yep. right now after that number dipped to three. And uh, I had taken five with uh, K State, and I fully expected Bryce Young to opt Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And Will Anderson, yeah, those too. guys are going to be top 10 <laughs> picks. Why would you play him? Exactly. Game? It's made the power influ- and influence of Nick Saban. Well, he's got to buy it into we're going to show everybody that we were a top four team and should have been playing in the college football playoffs. Uh, you know? Yeah, I think I think that might have done it. Yeah, um, th- these guys uh, they're a little bit pissed off, and that so it might well be that Alabama is way more interested in this game than than anticipated. Uh, under the radar game, I got to throw at you, Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, which comes up on December twenty seventh. Grayson McCall announces he's going to the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, I know the game doesn't mean a whole lot to a lot of people who aren't betting, but Coastal was pretty bad, and their next, I mean, at a couple of times this year, included against Troy uh, to end the season. Without Grayson McCall, I mean, he is their everything. And their next best quarterback, whose name is Guest, mm. is like 19 for 43 this year. Your thoughts on this one? Is this just a wipeout in your mind with East Carolina if everything goes as planned? It kind of looked like it, and, you know, and Coastal loses their coach on top of that. So, yeah, it doesn't look like a great spot for the uh, – Shanta clears, and East Carolina should be excited because this, you know, they used to be a regular Wolves, but that hasn't happened for a long time. I think they're going to be fired up for this game, and uh, there's even a little bit of geographical rivalry involved. So I think East Carolina might be the right side here. You know, it's uh, I think an interesting game because of Mike Leach's passing. What's going to happen yeah. with Mississippi mm. State in this bowl game against uh, Illinois? That's on Monday, January second, the ReliaQuest Bowl now in Tampa. Uh, Dave, how how do you handicap this with uh, Mike Leach passing away and how that might impact the Mississippi State team in this bowl game? This was originally a game I had circled as a, as conceivably a strong play on Illinois because I like the matchup. I think Mississippi State now is just going to be hell-bent to win this game for Leach. I'm not going to get in their way. And uh, I might end up betting them, even though I think Illinois is the better team. That uh, this could be the most emotionally fired up team that we'll find in any bowl game this year. All right, this is an NFL preview show. We got about forty-five <laughs> seconds left. Right. Dave, which way are you leaning for uh, your one or two NFL plays this week? Uh, boy, I, 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 I honestly <laughs> don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe the Jaguars. Uh-huh. I mean, they are getting better. There's no question about that. And the Cowboys have got a huge game next week. I like the Bears a little bit. Uh, so you might want to consider going against those two. Well, <laughs> well I hope you're going to win because we're both on the same side. Yeah, there. It's, it's too late, Dave. I'm already on the Bears and the Jags. So okay. Oh, no, you're 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 in you're in trouble. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, ringing endorsement. Yeah, I know. Okay. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm on. Hey, listen, I'm on a one and zero rule in the NFL. <laughs> I, I won with the Ravens last last week, and I didn't play today. It saved myself 
a loser. So maybe things are looking up at the NFL. There you go. Follow him at Dave Koken, smoking Koken. And uh, Dave, appreciate the time, man. Good luck the rest of the weekend. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. Dave Koken, always great to have him on, Scott. 30 Uh, years of friendship, man. I love this guy. Quick break. We come back. We'll talk Chiefs, Texans, Titans, Chargers, and more. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. As always, go to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run of victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and older, old, over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. All right, Scott Spritzer at Humans back here as we continue the Sunday Bet Prep Show. Always great to have Smoking Dave Koken on the oh, show. Yeah. Talking college football. Dave Koken's 70th birthday less than a month away. I, I'm just floored by the fact that he's, he's going to be 70. I mean, I've known Koken since... 1990, I believe it is, and we've been close ever since and did a couple TV shows together, all that stuff back in the day. And uh, I tell you what, I learned a lot from Dave when I was just a young pup, and he had been around for a while already, And uh, but what a great guy. I mean, on and off the business field, so to speak. Uh, but uh, great memories. I, I first met Dave, he was doing uh, boxing, he was doing color uh, for a local radio station. It was my very first radio job, Matt. I was like 20 or 21, KLAV Radio back in oh, the day. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of boxing that, w- that was being played on KLAV Radio, live stuff around town, the Riviera, the outdoor fights. Mike Golick would come down, or, I mean, excuse me, Bob Golick would come down and, and, and call some of the fights with us and all that. And Seed Williams, a good friend of all of ours back in the day. But uh, I'll never forget the night that Koken was sitting ringside doing color, Michael Doak's fight. It's about seven fights into this, six, seven fights. It's like the main event. That bucket is full of you-know-what. And it gets and, and Dokes is stepping back to go sit down in this corner, and it goes all over Koken, all <laughs> over Dave Koken, oh, no. a bucket of all the good slobber yeah. for oh, six yeah. or seven fights. Dokes actually kind of looked at him with a smile on his face. I don't know, uh, but uh, he's been a great partner. He was one of the co-hosts of the Stardust Line when I was doing that for five years of the '90s. So good guy, man. The amazing Smart thing guy. is, he wore that shirt the entire week. Same Kingo hat too <laughs> <laughs> that he had on tonight. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, Chiefs and Texans, Titan Chargers, a couple games we haven't talked about in depth. Scott, last week, I uh, I got a friend who had a big bet, actually. He bet the Texans taking 17-and-a-half, and he bet the Texans mm. on the money line, first half, game, and he, he stood to win six figures on the Texans' money line for the game. They pick off Dak Prescott in t- inside the 10-yard line with about five minutes ago. If they punch it in, they're probably going to win the game. Yeah. Uh, go up two scores. It's going to be hard for the Cowboys to come back. And, of course, the Texans get stopped on downs <laughs> at the goal line. I thought they scored on second down. And it looked like there was a score. The receiver stretched the ball out over the goal line oh, as yeah. his knee went down. I've got pictures. I actually took them on TV from the replay that make it appear that the ball was over the goal line when his knee went down. You know what was very odd about that? 
and uh, my friend who bet this has got all sorts of conspiracy theories about why this wasn't <laughs> reviewed. Uh-huh. That why was that? Everything in the NFL is reviewed to great lengths, Scott. Mm-hmm. Why was that play not reviewed? Oh, I was saying the same thing as I watched it. It's like where is the review? Where is the? You've got to go to the review to the replay and see if he was in or not. In a, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it, you know, there's questionable things that happen that makes you think, hmm, you know, <laughs> like like today with that stupid uh, wow. call that brought Minnesota's defensive touchdown back, which was about as obvious as, as it yeah. gets as being a good play. Yep. And uh, instead, Minnesota gets the ball, but they're at the 50 or whatever instead of getting that defensive touchdown. There's a lot of little weird things that make you scratch your head sometimes, and I hate to go that route, especially if I lose a game, I hate to even go that route. Uh, but what we saw last week was a Houston touchdown that was not called a touchdown and never got reviewed, which had me scratch my head all Sunday. And instead, the Cowboys go 98 yards yep. and win the game, and uh, the Texans are out of luck. And Levy, how about Levy Smith on the sideline? Why don't you challenge that? Uh, what, That's the he, biggest he's thing. Sta- he's standing there half asleep. What are you doing? You know, I saw an article written about Levy this week, and it said the one thing you know about Houston is they're going to play their butts off for the full 60. <laughs> I'm like, what about Levy Smith? Listen, I'm not trying to knock the guy. He was a Super Bowl coach, got his team to the Super Bowl, that kind of stuff. Right. But what has he really done since then that makes people so crazy about Levy Smith? And that comment about, well, you know he's going to he's gonna play the full 60. Well, not always. We've seen Houston struggle a little bit. Yeah. But where's Levy Smith when his team is relying on him to say, hey, throw that red flag, let's review this thing. It was an odd situation. That was a game right there. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. It's just amazing. And the, even the commentators don't say much about it. Yeah, it was Sometimes weird. Sometimes you're like, what the hell is going on here? Anyway, the Chiefs, 14.5-point favorites, up from 14. Uh, total of 48. Texans, Lovey Smith still going to stick with his uh, two-quarterback circus. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills, not really sure what the point of that is. I'm not really sure what the play calling was at the goal line last yeah. week against the Cowboys. I can't play I did. I was on the Texans last week. I'm not playing them this week. Yeah, third street. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were. I also don't play double digit favorites in the NFL. So this is a game I automatically tossed out. What about you? Yeah, we've seen these big favorites and the run they've been on against the spread. They've actually, I can't do it. I just can't do it in the NFL. It's also the third straight road game for Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And they're going up against a team that could kind of be a little bit uh, unfocused, I guess you could call it, against uh, four. This is not only the third straight road game, but their fourth in their last five games for Kansas City that have come outside of Arrowhead Stadium without a bye week in the mix. I can't lay two touchdowns, but I I just don't want Houston at this point after how close they came last week and should have won that football game. And I also look at this, Matt. You got no Damian Pierce, plus no Nico Collins, plus no Brandon Cooks. That equals no underdog wager for me. Right. So it's just a pass for me. KC, by the way, hasn't covered a game since October 23rd. They're 0-5-1 against the spread uh, since then, and they've covered just three spreads all season. But I, I just can't back Houston. So banged up. If you're going to go with a quarterback, go with Davis Mills. At least that's my feeling on this. I would rather have Davis Mills out there if I'm a Houston backer uh, and have him start and finish a game. But, I would uh, too. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the better the better quarterback yeah. at this point. Uh, but again, it's just a pass. I mean, not even the total. I just don't want to get involved. Chiefs have failed to cover three straight road games, yeah. and that's even with uh, a 27-0 lead in Denver a week ago. Yeah. I mean, I had Kansas City in that game. I did the oh, big point wow. spread thing. I was this close. It's funny, uh, Koken and I were talking about something back and forth texting. It's 27 nothing. He goes, nice start for your Chiefs. And, and I don't mind that. I, I'm not one of those guys who thinks, oh, you just jinxed me. You know, If I lose this game, it's because you text me and said, hey, your team's looking good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did say I came this close to texting, but I did hold off on this, Matt. 
this close to texting, man, this might be one of my easier wins of the year in, uh, in, in the NFL this year. <laughs> you can't even think that, You can't. Scott. I thought you it. You can't allow those thoughts to creep into what your head. What is it, three huh? minutes to go in the half? Mahomes throws yeah. the pick at the 40? Right. And I'm like, no, no, this can't be happening. KC just skated the rest of the game. Russell Wilson plays like he's midway through his Seattle career. Oh, I know. Just ridiculous. So that was a tough beat. Even though it was a six-point win with the team laying nine or whatever it was, when you're up 27 nothing with the Kansas City Chiefs, you think you can cover that number against an offense that had topped 16 points, what, once? Right. You know, crazy. Well, the Chiefs were lucky to hold on to win the game. They were. They 34-28 were. Yep. last week. All right. Uh, how about the Titans and the Chargers with L.A. as a three-point home favorite? You know I love to fade the Chargers <laughs> when they're favored. Chargers have failed to cover uh, their past three times as a home favorite, Scott. Uh, but I look at the Titans here, and this is not really the type of dog I want to run to yeah. the window or jump on the app to bet right away. Titans got a lot of problems, a lot of personnel issues on that defense. It's just not uh, that te- the team it was during that uh, eight-game stretch where Mike Vrabel had the Titans playing really good football. They look like a different team, a far worse team right now. I would play the Titans if I had to play it. It would be dog or pass, but I, I passed on this one too. Yeah, Mike Vrabel, this is where he's at his best, and he, you know, he's flourished as a dog Yes. Uh, of at least three points, 21-8 and eight against the spread the last 29 times. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, I love to play against the Chargers when they're favored, and I went back last Sunday night after the lines came out and everything and after the games had got final, and I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, how have they done just as a favorite in general, not just at home? 7-10 and 10 against the spread their last 17. So obviously you're losing money there if you're back in the Chargers as a favorite no matter where uh, they happen to be favored. But they, they can stop the run, but they give up too many points anyway. Um, I can't stop the run, I should say. And, and as far as that issue is concerned, Derrick Henry got back on track last week against the Jags. Mm-hmm. 121 yards, 17 carries. But he wasn't running well uh, up until that game for the last couple of games. We'll see if he can get it done here. Uh, the one thing about... The Chargers in this one, you can pass all day on Tennessee. That's all the Chargers do anyway. They have no running game. So, again, I'm with you. I'm passing this one ever so slightly on the Chargers, but I'm not laying points with this team at home. I, I, I really considered playing the Titans here. And I can see plenty of reasons why. Well, they you know? covered four of their past five yep. as the underdogs. Like you said, that's the role that Mike Vrabel is best in. And sometimes you can say, well, those trends, that doesn't really make sense. Sure. Uh, but the Titans are not a team you can trust as a favorite. You yeah. do like them as a dog, and the same is true of the Chargers sure. in this situation. Uh, but I will say this about the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert's got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back. Yep. And those guys last week against the Dolphins combined for 18 catches and 208 yards. It's a different Chargers offense mm-hmm. when you got those top two receivers out there for Herbert. thought it was a rare time also where we saw excellent play calling for the most part yeah. on yeah. offense for uh, the Chargers. So. It's snowing in Buffalo, Scott, but the hey, Dolphins hey, hey. are moving, and it's a tie game, 29-29. Finally get to snow, but look at Tua. Perfectly placed pass. Great catch. And the Dolphins are on the move. Great catch as well. All right, uh, we got a half hour to go in the show and a lot more ground to cover. So stick with us. We might have a surprise guest coming in the studio here in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
All right, back here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show, Matt Eumann, Scott Spritzer, and special guest, Dan Forte. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Uh, so you were going by Dan the Parlay Guy? Uh, D Forte, <laughs> Danny Future, Back to the Future, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, this is a great story because uh, you cashed out today. You had a $26 seven-leg parlay that you put in in March. I was with you on the first leg, the Kansas Jayhawks. I had that, too, to win the NCAA championship. But go ahead and explain uh, the other legs on the parlay and um, what you stood to win on this today before you cashed out. Okay. So uh, prior to this, on the same day, I put a parlay in, which was the Warriors, Colorado, and Kansas. I put a three-leg parlay in. It was $100 to 40000 That ended up hitting. The same exact day, I wanted to, you know, mess around on FanDuel, you know, see these odds, like, where else are you going to get plus 2 million odds on a $26 bet? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I did a little research on soccer, and I saw that the odds were not making sense. Like, LAFC is a dominating team, and they're, like, at plus 400, and the next team is, like, plus 800. I started looking at numbers and that, and, uh, that's where I came up with taking Man City and AC Milan. Um, my last leg, I was going to take the Houston Astros. Mm -hmm. I chose not to. They won. I took France instead. They, had, uh, they were plus 400 Houston. France, I believe, was it plus 600? And uh, it boosted it up, so I took them. And people were like, oh, my God, you took France back-to-back. -back. It's never going to happen. Than that. And I'm f all for different things happening in sports, like right. curses being broken and this and that. So I took them. And, I mean, through the legs, it was crazy. You I were was, down. I was going to say, you was down. You're, you're down late with Man City. Not even that. Kansas, the first one. Right, true. Kansas yeah. was losing Jayhawks. by uh, 15, second half. And then, of course, you had a, a backup goalie with LAFC. You yeah, had a man down with LAFC in that particular game. I mean, three legs were easy, three legs were hard, and France has been pretty easy besides the England game. I mean, but I said that if they ended up playing Argentina, I didn't even want to mess it. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't know. It's all about the messy storyline, so. So you cashed out today. You drove, you and your friend drove across the uh, Hoover Dam trying to find a spot where you could get a signal <laughs> to cash out. Yeah, And uh, you cashed out for 283000 Five hundred and change on that today, and yes, you, sir. you stood to what win? Uh, how much? If uh, if you won the World Cup leg of the party, if they win, it would have been five hundred fifty-seven thousand seven hundred and seventy, I believe. Mm -hmm. If you want to, that was the exact number, right? So, hey, listen, if they win, congrats. But you know what? Tomorrow I get to watch the game stress-free, <laughs> won the money, you know. Scott and I have been watching the Dolphins-Bills game stress-free, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we teased them down to one. We've been uh, sweating every minute of the show tonight. Oh, it's man. tough when you're throwing things back and forth to each other to talk about, and your eyes are on the game above you on the TV, and you have no idea what the guy next to you said. <laughs> Dan Forte with us again. Cashed in uh, six figures on a big parlay, a $26 seven-leg parlay. How did you decide to put $26 on it, not 27 So what's funny is, so... <laughs> And Fandle, when they first opened up in New York, yeah. they gave everybody free money. $25 bet, $50 bet, this and that. So I ended up turning whatever, $50 free into 126 So I didn't invest a dollar either. Uh -huh. So technically 26 is free, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. So I had 126 in my account. So I put the $100 parlay in, and there was only 26 left. If I would have put 45 it would have been a million-dollar parlay, but hey. 
everything's meant to happen. Oh man, great job, free roll. That's that's how you're supposed to uh, utilize those uh, bonuses. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> did you debate the decision to cash out with your buddy, or did you just know I, I that you were going to do that? I debated for a while, and uh, I still think they might win. I didn't want the stress. It's 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 going home with nothing is scary. So what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to hang out at the Legacy Club here at Circa? What are you not sure. Plans? Just right now, got my cousins here with me. We're going to go to dinner, just hang out, and finally get some sleep tonight without anxiety and stress. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, haven't slept in about five days, <laughs> being honest. That's cool. Hey, great job on the parlay, man. Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you, guys. Stick around, man. All Thank right. you. That's Dan Forte, one, Dan the you parlay too. guy, and um, cashes out a... On a seven-leg parlay, they put in for $26, cash out today, 283500 Meanwhile, Scott and I are sweating the Dolphins-Bills game, which is coming down to the wire. I don't blame them for not wanting to sweat that World Cup game tomorrow. That's going to be a tough one. I mean, that's basically even money. I mean, it's not even money, but it's, it's basically like an even flip? match. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I took the little bit higher price team, small wager. I'm not going to win 250000 or whatever it is uh, if it cashes. Uh, but I, I did take Argentina plus around plus a buck eighty five is what I got. It's anywhere from well earlier today was anywhere from plus a buck eighty to about plus a dollar ninety depending on where you played, right? Offshore or in town, and uh, you know I haven't seen the line where it's gone for the last few hours, but that's where it was. And he, he mentioned the England match, you know, and I can see him not wanting to sweat that because that's the one I told you earlier tonight is that uh, you know France gave up a ton of shots on target in that game to England and. Argentina might be a little bit better as far as their attack on offense than England was. So, interesting game. Can't wait to watch it. It'll be over with, by the way, when the NFL kicks off, too. So, that's cool. I think that game starts at about, what, 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. Pacific time, yep. Yeah. So, it'll be an hour over by the time we get into the NFL. Don't have to uh, worry about, you know, flipping back and forth. You know, I love it. Perfect. <laughs> Is that uh, Mbappe, the star player for France? He's a star player. And then you got Messi, of course, for uh, for Argentina. So, Again, I, it's funny when it comes to soccer, Matt, because very rarely do I even care about an individual. It's all about the way the team plays, uh -huh. the coaching, how aggressive or non-aggressive they are. Croatia ends up winning the, uh, what do you call it? The um, yeah, Exactly, yes. Yeah, they, they end up finishing third. The <laughs> consolation game, there's the word I'm looking for. Oh, we don't okay. have those in American football, thankfully, but... Uh, <laughs> That's why the word escaped me. But you look at a team like that, and they want to, you know, doink around at midfield and play four quarters. I always say, comparing it to college basketball back in the day. And uh, then you got teams that want to attack, and that's Argentina and France. It should be a good game. Is You'll it, be watching, right? I'll probably watch some of it. Right, I'll be up early in the morning. There you go. Is Mbappe faster than Tyreek Hill? <laughs> I've heard well, that uh, a lot of people say he might be close. the fastest athlete in sports. Anyway, let's well, put the pads on him. Let's see. He's running out there in a t-shirt and shorts. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he can't be tough taking a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Dolphins-Bills game coming down the stretch here in the snow in Buffalo. We'll update that. But, Scott, let's uh, talk about a couple games we haven't had a chance to hit on. These are not high-profile games, but we have to talk about them tonight. How about Falcons-Saints? Marcus Mariota out. Desmond Ritter in. The rookie quarterback's going to get the start in New Orleans. How do you feel about the Falcons as four-point road dogs? I don't blame him for switching to Desmond Ritter, first of all. You know, Mariota... Boy, I tell you what, in key situations, the last time he played, he looked a lot like we've talked about Derek Carr in key situations. Um, Mariota was having those kind of accuracy problems all points of the game, though, not just in uh -huh. key spots. And they, I think they made it, I think it's a smooth change. I'm not saying that they go out and all of a sudden they win a couple of games because Desmond Ritter is on the field, but you got to see what you got coming back. 
at this point if you're the Falcons for next year. And I, I don't know, man. Atlanta's been so snake bit. It's tough for this team, man. They, six of their eight losses came in one score games. Losing those six games back by a grand total of 23 points, less than or you know, less than four points per game. And then the Saints have lost four or five with the offense scoring less than 10 points per game in the losses. I, I would I'm not gonna play the game. I, I actually would lean towards Atlanta. I don't think a quarterback making his NFL debut and doing it on the road uh, is that big of a deal when you're going up against the New Orleans Saints. But it's a lean towards Atlanta, but it won't be part of my card. Yeah, I'm with you there. Exact uh, thoughts. How about Cardinals-Broncos here? It's going to be Colt McCoy against Brett Rippon. And uh, it was interesting this week when I started to write this game up for the VSIM Pro Guide. Scott, the opening number on this, even after Monday Night Football, had the Arizona Cardinals as two-and-a-half-point favorites. It flipped to Denver minus three, and now it's uh, Broncos minus one and a half. Yeah, been all over the place, and of course, it'll be Colt McCoy with that injury to uh, Kyler Murray, and as you mentioned, rip it in for Wilson, who got hurt. Uh, I don't know. You know, Russell Wilson's out. Brett Rippon makes no difference to me. Either one of those quarterbacks, I don't add or subtract any points to this offense or to this point spread uh, with these two quarterbacks. We saw the Denver offense finally bust out last week, unfortunately, after falling behind 27-0 when it looked like KC decided to sleepwalk the rest of that game. And, of course, the Mahomes interception late in the second quarter kind of turned things around. Uh, Arizona did cover. If you want to break it down this fine, they did cover uh, their only time as an underdog when Colt McCoy was on the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is one of those games where I think Connor is able to have a big game and run all day long against Denver. They're great against the pass. You can have them against the run. And I think Arizona ekes out the win. I'm going to go with Arizona here over Denver and Rippon. Not a play, but just for the show purpose. Yeah, I hear you. Russell Wilson cleared concussion protocol, but he is going to be held out of this game. Brett Rippon makes his third career start, his second this season. Uh, i got to tell you, Russell Wilson played pretty well last week after that pick six where he, he tried to loft the screen yeah. pass. He got picked off. He got pushed his face face first into the ground, and uh, the Chiefs ran it back for a pick six. He ended up with three touchdowns yeah. last week and rallied the Broncos in position where they had a chance to win that game. But I don't think there's any doubt it's smart to put Russell Wilson on the sideline this week when you're 3-10, and 10, and you saw how hard that hit was. It, was he was, it looked like he was knocked unconscious. Best decision his coaching staff has made all season long. <laughs> good, good way to put it. All right, we'll talk uh, my best bets and a game that just missed one of my contest cards up next. Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott, we can relax now. Oh, man, the Buffalo Bills great. pull out the win, 32-29. No sweat on the teaser. <laughs> Not at all. A <laughs> <laughs> field goal in the snow as time expires and the Bills get the win. Hey, go to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. It's your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or hoops better, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com to check out the World Cup Daily Bet and Get. Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. All right, once again, Bills 32, Dolphins 29 wraps up the triple header on Saturday. And uh, Scott, we have one game that we really haven't talked much about on Sunday. And uh, this game did not make my circuit card, but I did put it on my Westgate Super Contest card, so I want to talk about it here. And it's the uh, 
Steelers-Panthers game. And I've been a pro-Steelers guy for the most part, but last week after the loss uh, to the Ravens with Mitch Trubisky throwing three picks in Ravens territory and, the, and this Panthers team seemingly turning things around under Steve Wilkes, and we had a guest in studio tonight who was one of the winners of the Derek and Mike Holiday Tournament who's very confident. He said yeah. 100% the Panthers are going to win the NFC South. It's not 100%, but the Panthers uh, need to win this game if uh, they're going to get there. Panthers right now, if you look out in the betting market, two and a half or three-point favorites. It's kind of a split line. I, I think Steve Wilkes has done an outstanding job with the Panthers. If you talk about trading Christian McCaffrey after the coaches sure. fired, Robbie Anderson shipped out. It looked like a fire sale. A lot of people love to throw that word around, tanking. <laughs> the Panthers are not tanking. In fact, they've improved since they've made all those changes. And I'm not going to give Sam Darnold a lot of credit at the quarterback position. I thought right. he was more of a game manager than anything last week, but he didn't make mistakes. Can we trust the Panthers to run the ball against the Steelers and mm. grind out an ugly win here uh, if laying two and a half points like I did in the contest? This is the fifth play I put in instead of the Bills in the Westgate Super Contest because the Bills line over there was seven and a half. And I didn't want to lay the seven and a half with the Bills or seven with the Packers, mm -hmm. so I played the Panthers at minus two and a half. What do you think? Well, three and one straight up. They've covered four in a row. Wilkes yeah. is doing a great job, as you mentioned, and uh, – you know, the one thing that worries you a little bit when you look at what they've done in these three wins out of four is that they really have beaten no one worth mentioning. Sure. That always comes into play a little bit. But you got Foreman, you got Hubbard, you got Blackshear. They've all run well. And so you got this 300, uh, three headed running back situation that you've been able to kind of count on. And that'll probably continue in this game. Uh, the defense has played well, too. I don't know about laying points with Carolina. It's one of those scary things uh, for me if you can do that yet. Uh, I like their corners. As you mentioned, Trubisky, turnovers last. He's a turnover waiting to happen. And I really like the corners, not just their talent level, but the fact, the way they've been playing. I mean, they're everybody's like refocused everything they're doing since Wilkes took over as coach of Carolina, and it's all come together for them. I'm, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. They've had just, what, four wins since week two, and those four wins came against the Falcons, the Colts, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Four pretty weak offenses. And you could look at the body of work by Carolina and say they're going to face another weak offense. But Carolina's starting to do what they want to do, which is think about the run, think about the short pass, a little bit of play action. And when you got Trubisky quarterback in the other side, laying less than three and a half, not a bad idea. Yeah, I actually, uh, the Steelers were treating me well, um, even though Paul Bovey was mocking me for backing the Steelers <laughs> yeah. week after week. But... Uh, last week I went down with the ship in that loss yeah. to the Ravens, and I'd been really encouraged by the way the Steelers' defense have been playing. The numbers are really good since T.J. Watt came back, Minka Fitzpatrick yep. back on the field, and uh, it wasn't the defense's fault. Last week the offense just sure. completely fell apart, and, uh, and that was a discouraging loss. I think the Steelers, if you read all the comments too, they, they kind of the players and coaches sense that eh, maybe we can make a, a run at the playoffs, but we got to beat the Ravens first, and they didn't beat the Ravens. Right. And now I think they're kind of shot, and they're not going to get over 500. And uh, their goals for the season are kind of lost. But I think the Panthers are going to grind out. They're going to run the ball, grind out an sure. ugly game, and uh, win win a close game here. But again, this is one that barely made it made barely made one of my cards because the number was two and a half, and that's it. Yeah. I wouldn't lay three. Right. And right now at circa, actually, let's see at circa and South Point. The Panthers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. At the Westgate and DraftKings, the number is three. Um, 
Like I said, I can only play the Panthers here as two and a yeah. half. I mean, well, I, I could go three, but, you know, obviously. You want to win this. you yeah. got to win the contest. Well, oh, you're talking point. about the contest. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about just the contest. contest yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah, A push isn't going to help me. No, right? exactly. Wins. No, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about personal bet. Yeah. But, yeah, in the contest, we do that a lot. Al McMorty and I, where we're like, we do like this team. We rate it a little bit better. We can't afford a push yeah. right now. So you end up maybe taking the team that was maybe just a little bit behind them as far as your point total was concerned. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, at two and a half, you can play this team in the contest at three. Like you said, push is not going to help you. But I, I, what I like about Steve Wilkes also, which I didn't mention a couple of minutes ago, he doesn't have a starting, a legit NFL starting quarterback, mm-hmm. and they've won three or four games. And I mentioned the schedule hasn't been that difficult the last four weeks, but again, they're winning the games that are in front of them, and they're doing it without a legit starting quarterback as far as I'm concerned. And just keep running the football. Right. And, you know, you made a good point. If anybody in the NFL is a coach who can refocus his team when they've got nothing left to play for after their biggest game of the year, so to speak, it might be a Mike Tomlin. Sure. But, again, it's something I think you got to handicap into your mix. I like Tomlin a lot, but I think Steve Wilkes, um, and this is just one of those kind of a, it's a speculation deal, like sure. an intangible that – it seems like the Panthers players really like Steve Wilkes. Oh, yeah. And they want to win for him, and they want him to get this job yeah. on a permanent basis. No doubt about that. And I think he's making a pretty good case for it. If the Panthers win out, or if they win down the stretch and win this division, he's probably going to get that job. Yeah, he should. And you got to win it at home game against a team like the Steelers. It's a lame duck team limping in there, and uh, you're a short favorite. But what's interesting, too, you can kind of make the argument that uh, – you're not getting any line value. I know you like right. to do your number projections. Well, the number of moves and all that. Yeah, the the Westgate look-ahead line on this was uh, Pittsburgh minus three. And uh, actually, this number opened here at Circa this week. Panthers minus two, and it was up to uh, two and a half or three. But it's interesting. The look-ahead lines flipped five and a half or six points. Mine was Pickham uh-huh. without the picket injury is what I would have made this. Okay. So I, I didn't go as far to one side as the Westgate did, but uh, you throw Trubisky into the mix, and not that I would make a big difference between Trubisky and Pickett, because Trubisky it can be that human turnover. Mm-hmm. It comes it comes to a situation where I, w- I probably would have adjusted from my line of Pickham to Carolina 2 right around that neighborhood right. off of uh, the quarterback situation in, in Pittsburgh. But, yeah, I wasn't as over the top with Pittsburgh as far as my advanced numbers as apparently the Westgate was. And, and they said great numbers. I'm not trying to sound like, hey, I'm a line maker here. You know, just my advanced <laughs> number that I do for myself. Uh, all right, Mean Machines, Circuit Millions picks. Got a loser to start the week with the Bills minus seven. But, Scott, I feel like a winner because oh, we, got the te- we got the teaser winners <laughs> on the Bills minus one. So I'm not unhappy with that. Also, two games that you and I have talked about at length on the show tonight. I played uh, Home Dogs, the Bears plus nine and a half, and the Jaguars plus three and a half. And uh, those are bets that you've also got out of your pocket, right? Those are two right. bets you made this week? Bears and Jags yeah. are, are my favorite plays on the board. If I can actually say I have a favorite, I don't uh, ever say I like games, but those would be the two best bets would be the Bears and Jags. I like the Buccaneers um, with you on the Raiders. And the, the one thing about the Bills is I just didn't want to lay the full seven. I just didn't want to do it, so I ended up teasing it. But uh, I'm not against you on any of those other four plays, that's for sure. Well, the Buccaneers is three-and-a-half-point home dogs. It seems like a pretty good spot for the Bucs. We've said that before. They've come up short. They're 1-9-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 games. They're the worst yeah. spread team in the NFL at 3-9-1 ATS. They've failed the top 22 points in nine straight games. You know, I thought there was a key play in last week's game against the Niners where uh, Tom Brady hit Mike Evans for what was about a 65-yard wow. touchdown. Remember, he got called yeah. back on that holding penalty. Uh, I, I can't remember uh, 
I think it was a left tackle. Uh, it got called back. And that at that point, the Bucks had to punt, and then uh, they just got run out. The game was yeah. over. But we've seen that offensive line play has been a problem for the Buccaneers. And when they finally did hit a big play, it got nullified by a penalty. Can't run the football, man. That's yeah. the problem. And that's, you know, if he does, let's say Brady comes out here next year looking at that, being a quarterback for the Raiders. He's got Josh Jacobs. He's got a team that can run block a little bit. And he, this Tampa Bay team, and I'm going back to blaming Bowles, Todd Bowles, yeah. I just think he's getting away, so to speak, with murder this year because nobody's throwing him under the bus at all. He's like just skating by. It's all the offense's fault. It has nothing to do with Bowles. It's Brady's fault. He's getting old. The whole thing. Uh, this is not an offense that has been built around what Tom Brady does best, and that's just dumb because Brady still has what it takes to get the job mm -hmm. done, even at his age, and they haven't built the offense around him. The play calling hasn't been what helps him flourish. So just a bad fit for Brady right now. Donovan Smith is left tackle. That, there you go. The holding yeah. call was on him last week. And I'm interested really to see what the Raiders can do with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back sure. in that offense. Patriots on a short week after what I thought was an unimpressive performance at Arizona on Monday night. Uh, Scott, great job tonight. And uh, how about the guest list? Chris Andrews, Will Hill, Adam Hill, Dave Koken, Dan the Parlay Guy, and many more, uh, the winners of uh, Derek and Mike's Holiday Invitational. Thanks for watching and listening. Sunday Bet Prep. Good luck this weekend. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.